Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Well, maybe you remember that movie, Remember the Titans, about a high school football team during the 1970s and that era of racial integration. And um, the soft assistant coach confronts Coach Boone for being too tough on his players. And Coach Boone says, well, you're not doing these kids a favor by coddling them. You're crippling them for life. And maybe that's your motto as a parent. Um, I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, if my kids are unmotivated in school or sports or something, maybe it's an opportunity for me to to be a little different in my coaching for them. Hmm. I mean, what do you think? Well, kids do need to have some opportunities to fail, opportunities to uh, to, to grow, and many times that, that requires a parent to step back and allow those things to happen. But also, it requires uh, helping your kids understand that they can do certain things. If not, they will develop what's called learned helplessness, which means that uh, a child doesn't think they have what it takes to do what is required in that moment. And uh, there are two different sides to learn helplessness. It could be that uh, you, you feel like you fail all the time and you're just never going to be able to do it well. Yeah, kind of but fatalistic. It's fatalistic. Yeah. And it's, it feels like you don't have control over your life. And sometimes when you do everything for your kids, they feel they can't do it on their own. Well, this is an important concept, and it's a fine line. I mean, you got to be real sensitive to where your child's at and what messaging you're sending, and you want to push but not push to the point of failure. Let's go ahead and hear, uh, speaking of failure and something you talked about, Danny, helplessness, let's talk about um, parenting in such a way that your children learn from real life. We're going to hear now from a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson, who described how, as a parent, when you step in too much, you really might diminish your child's motivation. Jim, you and I have had these conversations. I think our wives are wired kind of similarly, there's a lot of projection about what could go wrong right here. So, uh, you know, my child just broke a window. Uh, he or she won't take responsibility for that. And then they're going to end up with further incursions into criminal behavior. And, and so then you know what's going to happen. We're going to be visiting our child in prison because they're – and it's all because window I didn't step in and do something. Right. And you might need to step in. If the neighbor is very cantankerous, difficult, shaming, you might need to step in. But you don't need to until you see how that's going. There couldn't be a better scenario than for her to knock on the neighbor's door, for the neighbor to bring the child in, to look at the glass, to have a cookie and a cup of coffee, and the two of them discuss how they're going to move ahead with this. Mm. That's what we want. That's what we're looking for. Um, again, we're running down this freeway called parenting, and there's this off-ramp uh, that you're talking about, which is the modern word would be chill. I mean, that's what comes to my mind. It's hard to get off on that off-ramp, though. <laughs> I want to keep going down the, the freeway to make sure that I do everything I can as a parent to uh, create the environment for my child to uh, thrive but you're saying that's dangerous. It is. And we've gotten to know in the last year when a, a dean of student at Stanford University, and she's talked about how immature today's freshmen are compared to 20 years ago. Now, that's interesting because that's an objective perspective. It's happening. And I've heard that from other college professors right. as well. And, and, and she's, what... she's been there 23 years, and she said today's freshmen 
are so far behind 20 years ago. And part of that is from that mindset that you're talking about is mom and dad are always going to be involved. They're going to be always there. to fix it. Yeah. Parents really need to learn this issue of patience. It's an underlying theme of this book. And this is true. Back at, off, let it happen, let life play itself out. And this is really true at just about any age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim, I remember a previous Focus on the Family radio program where uh, we had some college presidents, and one of them said something that I still remember. He said, "My biggest chal- one of my biggest challenges as a college president is dealing with kids who don't know how to fail. They come to college... And they struggle because this is their first ever failure in life. And I think that's what our guests are talking about right here is let your child fail before they get to college. That's right. In your book, you also talk about uh, the what's next principle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fill us in on what that means. What's the what's next principle? We call it what's the two things. That's the name of the chapter. And the two things really uh, helps parents cone down just a couple of things that they're going to work on helping their kids learn about themselves, life, relationships, whatever that happens to be. What's an example of that? Um, So uh, a five-year-old needs to start maybe to learn how to load the dishwasher and how to pick up their room. Those are the two things the parents should put all their energies into. Uh, until those things are mastered by that child. What does mastering it look like? That Um, when they're asked to do it, they do it? Or they know Wednesday night, they load? Exactly. That they are self-regulated, that they are um, self-governed around the issue of doing what their responsibility is. Okay, so over the course of, what, 15 years, you finally get them to the right (laughs) place? You start at five and finish at 20. (laughs) Well, once the two things are done, then you go on to the next two things. Really? And the next two things, and the next two things. And over 15, 18 years, you've clicked off hundreds of things, but you're coning it down to a manageable job. Parents who try to change everything, and I have a list as long as my arm with each of our three kids, what they need to learn next. But I can't work on 50 things with three kids. Yeah. I have to cone down to two things. For one of our daughters, one of those two things right now is to teach her how to budget. That's one of the big two things. Yeah. Well, that's pretty wise advice from Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson. Uh, your kids really do develop real confidence, and um, they gain competence um, eventually, most of them through some sort of failure, right, Danny? I mean, what are some important life skills that come to mind in terms of what you want your kids to learn? Well, kids need to learn decision-making uh, beyond the, the the tough lessons of learning to 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 lose and fail. They also need to learn how to win well how to be successful well, mm. that it's, it doesn't mean if they're successful that they are worth more. And if they're not successful, that they're worth less. When you're teaching them with life skills, it's about making decisions that help you manage life well, learning how to have boundaries, learning how to manage and understand your emotions so that you don't make financial decisions off of emotions, and it helps you make wise decisions on that and learning how to, how to budget and they're just some, some basic life lessons that way, but also taking responsibility for the life you've been given. So that means uh, being able to take care of the things you have, also the, the commitments you've made and the commitments you have, and then uh, what you've been entrusted by God to pursue. Okay, do a real fast, uh, let's just take three age ranges. Let's say, you know, elementary school. How do I help uh, a first or second grader take 
uh, ownership for the life they've been given. I mean, it's a lofty goal, but you know, boil it down for us. Well, when they make a decision, you can ask them, so how did you make that decision? What did you think the other person was feeling? So you help ask questions to help them look inward as to why they're doing what they're doing. And if they have a responsibility that they have to, to take on, you don't rescue them from the fact that maybe they didn't get it done. You let them know that that is important to the contribution of the family. Got it. And then when you go to a middle schooler, middle schoolers are very much into their friendships mm-hmm. and decision-making around that. And it may require having natural consequences come in and you being okay with that happening so that the teen years go well and helping them take responsibility for maybe a poor grade, maybe not getting the homework done on time and allowing for them to get a bad grade and then owning that and knowing that, man, if I would have studied a little more, I probably would have done better. Help them get to those conclusions. And then high schoolers, uh, they taking ownership of, of job applications, scholarships to schools, applications to colleges if that's where they're going, being on time to work, and the consequences if you're not, and processing life as a coach with your teenagers as they take ownership. The, the anxiety that comes up for parents is when our child doesn't do well, somehow it reflects on us as parents that we must not be good people. And that's not it. It's, it's it. We're all under construction constantly. And help your children process that without it having to be about your emotions mm-hmm. and that you're good or bad as a parent. You're a teacher to your child, so it's an opportunity, an invitation to go into your child's life and help them process the decisions they're making. I appreciate so much your insights on these things, and uh, certainly we enjoyed the conversation with Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson. Uh, We do recommend their book, GIST, The Essence of Raising Life-Ready Kids, which offers such simple, sound advice. It does really help, though, to have them deliver that advice again and remind you of some of these important things as you prepare your kids for adulthood. Now, we're making that book, GIST, available as our thank you gift when you make a generous donation to Focus on the Family today. We're listener-supported, and uh, hopefully you're finding these episodes to be really encouraging to you. Um, As such, if you can, donate today. And again, we'll say thank you by sending that book to you. You can donate and learn more when you call 800-A-FAMILY or look in the episode notes for the link. And then do stop by the website for additional advice on parenting kids of any age and stage. Um, Danny, you and the team have a series of articles about the most important traits of effective parenting, and we're going to link over to that in the episode notes as well. Next time, you'll hear from a mom who fought to trust God with her child's safety. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 